Welcome back, everyone, to the PXP Let's Talk Success, Success Podcast. Here with my co-host, as always, Paul Plummer. Hello, everybody. Hey, Dre. How you doing today? Great. How's the day been so far? <laughs> Same answer as always. It's yeah. been one of those... Uh, um, we, do, we do these in the afternoons, and so the mornings are usually filled with uh, private clients or administrative work or rehabs, and it's, it's been a, a, another good week. We're later in the week this time, though. How's your week been so far? Good. Uh, we're getting closer to the holidays, so there's a lot of, a lot of conversations about uh, wrapping up the season and, and having a, an off-season or what we're going to do for next year, looking at goals and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, boy. Three good turkey comas. It was wonderful. Was it? Yeah. What, you, was your favorite the turkey this time still or uh, uh, turkey, anything else? We, had, we had turkey. We had ham. We had, all, I mean, I, I love Thanksgiving meal because you just get to, to eat a, a broad assortment of things and um, it, it's just really good. Good. Uh, do you have a lot of pie? I did. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a whipped cream fan? Do you like whipped cream? Uh, only, I only like whipped cream on my pumpkin pie. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good. Um, oh, we had a we had a really good turnout on our um, the, uh, five the thanks, day. The Thanksgiving Day run, yeah. uh, we uh, brought canned goods and supported a local food bank here, Our Lady Mount Carmel. Uh, thanks for everybody that ran there. We had uh, almost fifty people participate. Mm-hmm. It was great. It looked like a ton. Yeah. Is it, did we hand out fifty medals or no? We ended up giving out forty-seven medals. Forty-seven, so, yeah. but was that to all the kids and whatnot? That too? was everybody that ran. Everybody that ran. Okay, yeah. Well. Yeah, that was awesome. Though. It was a ton of people. So it was. was cool. It was great. We we started this a couple of years ago uh, during the COVID years, and you know, obviously some of the races on Thanksgiving Day were shut down. So we just had a I'm gonna call it like a little family run at that time, and well, might might have been 20 people that oh, year. The first time is the first time we did it. Yeah. And then we didn't do it last year. I can't remember why we didn't do it last year. I think it was more of just time and um, things yeah. got away from us. But we brought it back this year. We're gonna have it every year. Uh, just. For those that you know aren't doing a different race or just you know want to you know come support uh, a local food bank and so forth yeah for sure no it was awesome and uh shout out to emily the overall winner emily yeah so you know those high school kids they run really fast right they are they are very fast okay cool um let's go into our joke of the day so for the podcast <laughs> i guess is this one from cricket again yeah yeah these are all from cricket so far she loaded she literally loaded me up on them she oh, was boy. like yeah she texted me a ton of them so I just pick. Uh, she, so this is hers. Did you hear about the claustrophobic astronaut? I have not. He just needed a little space. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy kid. The bad thing is that like I for me I read them like five times in a row. So like I'll, I'm laughing when I read it the first time, then I will laugh like the second time, and then by the time we get to the podcast, I, I guess it's a good thing. So I'm not sitting here laughing the whole time. So. But always appreciate those, Cricket. All right, let's get into today's topic. Um, today's topic is going to be recovery. So we just uh, the second news, our second newsletter just released. Uh, we put recovery on there as the educational piece. So let's go ahead and talk about your issues with alcohol, Paul. <laughs> so, whenever I whenever I have recovery pop up as a topic, or when I was working on the newsletter. I'm always thinking, I'm like, whenever I think of recovery, I start thinking about uh, recovery from other issues and whatnot. It might be just because I'm watching Breaking Bad again. Um, Well, maybe. Um, But as you talk about recovery, it is, I'm going to call it similar. It's not, and and don't, um, individuals who are truly suffering from an addiction uh, and are in recovery, I mean, that's a disease, they're going through some stuff, 
but there's some stuff that is we go into the postseason and and we've been doing a certain thing uh, for a number of months that training we get addicted in essence to the training and so it's sometimes it's hard not to continue going through things so recovery in, in one sense could be like that but please don't let let this um, uh, make light of true addictions and, and recovery and no, yeah. those are those are serious and those individuals are struggling with some major things that uh, please don't hear making light of that because that's not a, a place that we no, should No, not at all. Um, so my first question is, why did you want recovery to be that educational topic? Yeah, so this, this time of year, I mean, we've, uh, is when most people, not everybody, but when most people are finishing up their season, um, they've spent several months preparing for an event, they've completed that event, and then sometimes they're asking, now what? And, and you go from uh, getting into that routine, having a volume of training, an intensity of training, a, an expectation, and then it's not there anymore. Some people want to continue that, great. Um, if you push your body into certain spaces, uh, certain intensities for certain durations, it's going to break. Sometimes there's mental fatigue, physical fatigue, um, but that recovery piece, you know, it, it's, a, it's a big picture. It's, it's looking at uh, taking a moment to pause, reflect. Um, maybe you can continue, maybe you should continue. Maybe, depending on what your goals are, you need some downtime. You know, we can t- we're going to talk about some relative rest, some absolute rest. We can talk about maybe you need to uh, take some time to really celebrate your accomplishments, or maybe you need to take some time and and uh, celebrate's the wrong word here, but your uh, things that didn't go as well. You know, you know, really look at those and take an honest reflection of why things didn't go well, and are there things that you can do during this time when when you're not uh, when you don't have the demands of a hard training that you can work on those things. So as we talk about recovery. There are so many nuances into this thing, so many factors that go into it that I want our listeners to know that it's not a, a black and white A to B process. There are some things that, you, some guidelines, there's, there's some tendencies, there's some things I'd like you to follow or consider, but you gotta again pl- apply this to, to you in your situation uh, for what you're going through. Okay, awesome. What, and I wrote this, I have this question written down for you and I don't think I'm going to get like a black and white answer, mm-hmm. which is, I don't think there is one for this, honestly. What is your definition or idea of recovery or what you're the one that you want to talk about today, I guess, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, I think the biggest theme I'd like to talk about recovery is um, you've got to, the individual, uh, along with their coach and, and in this situation, this week has been filled with talking to, to a lot of our team about where they've been, what they've been doing, and where they're at with this place. The first question I ask them is, um, where are you at with mental fatigue? And, and most of them give me the, that deer in the headlight look of, what are you talking about? Um, yeah, if I'm talking to them about physical fatigue, you know, they're, they're real quick to tell me where they're at. I'm, I'm feeling good, I'm not feeling good. Um, I, I then ask them also about emotional fatigue. Right, so you got the mental fatigue, you know, the, the focus, being able to focus on certain things, the emotional fatigue of has this gone from fun to work now, and then the obvious physical fatigue. When they've really looked at themselves of where they're at, that's going to dictate what recovery is. Some of those individuals, when they get done with the season, they just want to take a big breath and take a couple weeks of doing nothing, and that might be appropriate. 
some of them want to continue working out at the same intensity as what they were doing, that might be appropriate, but most likely not. And so trying to find something in between those two based on where they're at and what their goals are, that's, that's the, the real key here. In general, what I'd like to see people do is when, the, when they've got their season done, their big, uh, their A races done, you know, we're looking at two to three weeks of, of relative downtime. That could be um, that if you were putting in 15, 20 miles a week, uh, and, and again, we're not high mileage um, mm -hmm. philosophy here, so uh, some of you might be putting in more miles than that and, and be thinking that 20 miles is a easy time, but when you put it all together, maybe it's not. But backing that off, it could be um, taking that to almost zero, uh, trading it out with something. You know, so if, if, if you're having some sort of physical ailment on the runs and that you want to still keep going because you feel like during the holidays you're going to gain weight, you want to change that out. Yeah, so, you, so you would you know, uh, uh, modify or move that around to a different activity. Um, sometimes it's uh, finding that gray area. Uh, of, hey, I want to still work out with some intensity, but I'm going to back it down. So instead of just the zone two or uh, some tempo runs, now turning into some, uh, and I'm going to call this interval stuff, and this would vary by where they're at, but you know, maybe doing a 20-minute workout uh, with a little higher intensity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a bunch of different pieces that individuals may need on recovery based on where they're at. Right. What's, and so you've mentioned mental fatigue a few mm -hmm. times now. What, what does recovery for that look like for, I guess, if you want to say for you or for what you've seen with your, your coach athletes and whatnot, mm -hmm. how do we have mental fatigue recovery? Yeah, so, so we've got to figure out why the mental fatigue happened, right? Or, or, and well, I'm going to combine emotional fatigue with that. Okay. Um, you know, those pieces ha usually have a cause. Mm -hmm. when. Uh, start the season and everybody's excited they're enthused yeah. it's fun it's enjoyable toward the end of the season it's become work it's become uh, more challenging there's um, some fear some anxiety some stress that gets added to that and after a period of time that just becomes burdensome so you get fatigued just like you would from overtraining physically mm -hmm. so part of that's figure out what the, what that fatigue is coming from is it just been a long season if it's just been a long season you need to, just need to take a step away for a couple of weeks and, and recharge, uh, find something that uh, uh, brings joy back into your world because usually the joy has been uh, diminished a little bit because you're so focused on the, the stressful thing. Right. Um, but again, trying to figure out why that mental fatigue is there. Is it a long season? Is it because um, it's not fun anymore? Is it because it became work and a challenge? Um, identify that and that'll help direct you of what you need to do okay and so if it's not fun anymore how do you gain how do you rediscover that excitement or that fun I guess um, you know I've I've had my own ways of dealing with it um, you know I'll just give you an example so I'll let you run with it after this but like I, I told I've told people before like running has not been fun for me before so what I've done is like I'll go on a walk Right, I would used to go on walks and listen to podcasts on the walks and whatnot, um, and then I would stop when I got to a place where I enjoyed the view or something like that. And then so I would walk it, and then I would jog it um, like the next time I went out and whatnot to try and, to enjoy it. 
Um, and then to, I would look around and embrace everything around. It's usually nature. Yeah. Um, so what, what can we do? What do you, what is that for you? How do you find that enjoyment and maybe triathlon again or running or um, even strength training? Like, how do you make that fun again? Yeah. Well, I think a mistake that people make is they withdraw completely. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's gotten uh, dark. It's gotten stressful. It's fatigued. And so you withdraw and now you're more isolated. We're all social people. And so mm-hmm. most of us, um, when we withdraw, it actually makes it worse or, or it's more challenging. So I tell people to uh, join a group, you know, okay. even if it's a, a group run, a group jog, a group activity, um, they may be like, I, I don't want to go there because then they feel like it's going to be more stressful. But, but change the um, focus of that, you know, become more social. Um, get involved in a group, get encouraged again, encourage others. Um, you know, you took yours where for you is, is seeing the nature and, and, you know, being by yourself and seeing that kind of stuff and, and, and recharging and, and finding the things that you enjoy and reflecting back on those. I tell people too is remember why they got started. Yeah. What was, what was your purpose? What is your purpose? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we simply lose sight of that. We just need to be refocused and bring that back and remember why we're doing it. Whether that is because we got off track because we were looking at a, a time goal and we got stressed or because we started seeing ourselves in a different light and it wasn't the same picture uh, of what we expected, pace or time or completion or, or something. Um, remember why you got started, what, what you're doing. Is, and this stuff is for fun. We're, we're, um, we do this for enjoyment. We do this for health. And when we push it too far, sometimes too much of a good thing, isn't always a good thing. Yeah, no, I like that. I, um, that no, that's very good. Especially, you said, um, where, where was I about to go with this? You said why you started and your perp- and your purpose. So I, one thing I wanted, I just wrote it down, I wanted to bring up is not, not only with that, but like look how far you've come to, which mm-hmm. I think you just said as well. And so one of my, which I love doing because one of my cross country runners we were at city at the end of this year. Um, she was talking about, they were just, we were warming up and it was, um, my cadet girls team. They were, they were just talking amongst themselves and they were, um, one of them was saying, uh, Oh, I think they were talking about when they first started in like fourth grade or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, she's like, look how far you've come since then. And so I, I caught on to it and I was like, no, that's very good. Kara. Like, all of you should look at how far you've come right now because you know for me i I try to do this a lot is you know three like we've mentioned before three miles used to be a lot for me right and i was writing stuff down i think yesterday um where i was talking about oh because you sent out a message to us um about fitness journey and whatnot Mm -hmm. and i was thinking about 5ks and where i started and you know what i've done now and i was like man i used to um, you know, I used to suck, and, and I it used to not. You know, this used to be a lot, and it's not now. So I think just looking at that progress from where you come really helps with that f- mental fatigue or emotional fatigue yeah. um, going into it. And you know, just seeing that progress, even though now, like now, I have higher expectations and I want more and all that. But you know, back when I started, I just wanted to finish a half Ironman right. instead of all this other stuff. Yeah. So I like that a lot. Yeah, and a lot of people get, um, they look forward, and you should be looking forward, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're looking forward, it, it looks, the distance is so far. Yeah. Right, and, and it just looks challenging. And if we're 
down in spirits or we're going to fatigue, it just becomes even more stressful. Mm-hmm. Even if you had a great season, taking a moment to stop, turn around and look what you did this season. Yeah. Uh, all, all the good things. And, and give yourself some joy with that. You know, mm-hmm. celebrate that. That's, that's really awesome. We many times uh, neglect to do that. Take that time for yourself to, to really um, thank yourself or to be appreciative of all the things you did there. And when you turn around and look back at what you did in that one season, you're like, wow, I did. I didn't know I did. Mm-hmm. Or, or you don't remember that you did so many races or right. so many workouts or, you know, look back and how, how many miles did you run? How many uh, miles did you bike? You know, yeah. how, how many yards did you swim? All those sort of things. Mm-hmm. And then just be appreciative of that. Uh, same thing, you know, if you're, um, if it didn't go as well, do the same thing. Just give yourself some grace um, of, Maybe it wasn't the season you wanted, but you still put the same effort in. You still put the same miles in and acknowledge all the work that you did do. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Good. Um, What else do you have for me for mental and emotional fatigue before I move on to the physical? I think a big piece uh, of that is is, uh, pausing. Mm -hmm. I touched on earlier about being appreciative of what happened, good and bad. but pausing and looking back and, and really reflecting on why am I here? Mm-hmm. Okay, why am I, why am I doing this race? Uh, why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, we're, we're two guys sitting here talking a little bit about emotions, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. And you know, as a stereotypical thing, how many you know, guys don't tend to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tend to you know, be tougher, be right. stronger, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and that's not to say that women don't, and to be honest, I think that women are more balanced in being able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all of them, just like not all the guys are resistant to the emotion side. But it's, it's one of those things where take the time, be brave if, you, if it's not something you're comfortable, be brave to share that with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, think about it, maybe put it in your head and, and find the safe words to share with somebody. But when you can share that with somebody of like, hey, I had a good season and, and here's what I thought went well, or my season didn't go as well, and here's why I didn't think it went as well. And, and be willing to risk that uh, conversation. Yeah. That's a, that'll go a long way to help pull you up. Um, because it does, it's an isolating thing. It's dark, it's getting colder, uh, the, the, yeah, days, the days are shorter. <laughs> and so you know, you've got that added on to it, right? I mean, it's seasonal affective stuff that affects some people. You know, take in a little extra melatonin, you know, you've got all those things. And then we're even feeling isolated from our workouts that we don't get to go outside and ride with everybody. We're not doing open water swims and we're not doing as many group runs. It's really hard. So risk, risk that conversation. Yeah, for sure. No, and I see, um, actually, so uh, I watch a few other podcasts and then instead of listening, I'll watch them. Um, and, a lo- and a lot of them, um, they have on there, like they'll, they'll start the podcast with, you know, how are you doing emotionally? One night, it's and usually it's actually mostly guys that I watch, um, but they do that for sure. So I think that's very beneficial. And these are these are professional athletes or retired professional athletes. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very good for people to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, awesome. So let's go on to the physical fatigue then, um, which I'm sure everyone's interested about. Why? I'm going to ask you this question, then we can go wherever. Why is recovery important? And I know it's like a mm-hmm. almost Captain Obvious kind of statement, like yeah. you need to recover. Yeah. Um, but why is it important for you? 
Yeah, there, there's your body goes through your, your season goes through different phases, so your body needs to go through different phases, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, in the post season or the off season, however people want to characterize that, you know, that's a good time to get back to basics. And so, if your muscles are simply tired, well, that's one one way of looking at. It. If you've got a nick going on, right? You've been fighting this foot pain, this knee pain, this mm -hmm. back pain, this whatever going on, you've just been toughing through it. Well, you need to figure out how to get rid of that pain. That pain doesn't need to hang around. And so if you ignore either of those, as you come into your next season, it's not going to go well. Predictably, those are going to be more magnified. You're not going to have as much fun. That's going to turn into something larger. Um, it's just not going to be what you want to be. That's my number one reason for the physical side of getting your recovery so that you can heal up take care of whatever has been going on from this past season, whatever that is, to whatever level that is, and then prepare yourself to go into the next season healthy, prepared to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so what, so what should I do if I'm a listener and I have those nicks and pains going on? Should I just completely let it, um, completely stop and let it heal, so absolute rest? Um, or can I do something and can and let it um, heal back up yes maybe <laughs> yeah yeah so, so depending on what it is I mean so what you need to do is have it looked at right yeah. if, if you're not sure of what's going on you've got some soreness going on but you're not sure if it's good soreness or if it's an injury soreness or um, if you've got some joint pain going on but you're really not sure it needs to be evaluated you know call us get in here let's figure out what that what that is that, that could be a conversation about, um, you know, that tendonitis is going on. Mm -hmm. And so with, with tendonitis, you know, again, depending on severity, it might need, need some absolute rest. You might need to be able to do some things at a lower intensity to actually correct why it's there. Mm -hmm. Form, technique, how that muscle's firing. Is it firing in the right sequence? Is it actually firing? You know, we, we know certain muscles tend to uh, shut off when you've got some discomfort going on. And when those things shut off, it just cascades and has a, a spiraling effect in other pieces that you can't stop that effect until you correct that issue mm -hmm. so step one is basically I should get it looked at get it looked at get it evaluated figure out exactly what's going on what we need a, I'm gonna call it a diagnosis we need an assessment mm -hmm. of what your body what your body's doing gotcha and so do do you do that because I know some people know don't know if you do or not and what um, what do you look at what don't you look at yeah uh, I absolutely do that yeah mm -hmm. that's one of the things that uh, from the, the coaching and the piece here we, we love the one-stop shop right we, we've got a coach that can um, coach somebody you know, uh, safely through goals and so forth and along the way can evaluate the medical stuff mm -hmm. yeah in this postseason can can do uh, rehabs, assessments, that kind of stuff, and, and be able to piece them together. In essence, you've got you know, less cooks in that kitchen of your fitness, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but we can we look at those things. When I'm evaluating it, I'm asking questions not only on the, the physical side. Hey, what? Where's your pain? How? How long has it been there? What causes uh, it to get worse? All those sort of things. But I'm also assessing or trying to figure out what muscles are working, which ones should be working, are there the right sequences, um, and, and to what uh, sort of integrity uh, those structures are there. You know, do we have any um, weakening of the muscle? Do we have any 
damage to the muscle, all mm -hmm. those sort of things. And if from there, you know, from that assessment, then create a, a, a path to get out of it. Yeah. Rehab. Right. Awesome. So with, um, I'm going to try to make this as simple as possible to so make it broader. So you will do kind of injuries and like aches and pains. But so let's say, so one thing, you, you're not a dentist, right? So like if I <laughs> have something going on with my teeth, I probably shouldn't come to you. Is there something that you would tell the listeners to go check out someone else or a doctor um, that you don't do? So like I said, with my teeth, you know, sure. you're not going to do that. Yeah, if, if, it's, if it's orthopedic in nature, uh, uh, I, I, I do that, right? Mm -hmm. There are some things that will come in and they'll need a referral. If we need an X-ray, MRIs, or if we've got something that was questionable, well, then I've got a, a laundry list of professionals that I would refer that person to. Um, if it's, um, but again, if it's orthopedic, it's uh, tendon, if it's a joint, if it's muscular, um, those are things that okay. we can help you with. Awesome. Yeah, I just wanted to give them that so they, yeah. they know. I really like backs. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of providers don't like backs because it's so complex. You've got so many dimensions going on. I find that that fun. I get to use, actually use my brain. Um, the other joints, I love them too. Ankles, knees, tendonitis, that kind of stuff. Um, but those are not as complex. Uh, okay. And I don't want to sound, make it sound like those are really easy because they're not. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of people that can help with those. And we will gladly help you with those here. Yeah. Um, but the, the necks and the backs, that kind of stuff, that's where I really like helping a lot of our triathletes and runners take those pains away. Okay, awesome. I didn't know that. So, fun fact for the podcast. There you guys go. Paul likes backs. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, going from there, why why do we view recovery as being soft or being? Um, I'm just going to stick with soft. Yeah. That. Well, I mean, we we like to go out and show off, right? Mm -hmm. We like to run fast. We like to have high power. We like to swim really fast. Mm -hmm. And in recovery, you're not doing those same things. And so. It's just like flexibility and mobility. Yeah. I mean, uh, have you ever bragged on something about their flexibility? Not likely. No. Not likely. Uh, have you ever been bragged on about your flexibility? No, definitely not. And they haven't lied to you. That's great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? So we don't, we don't get that uh, external validation from our flexibility or mobility. So it, it feels soft when we do it. Mm -hmm. Right? But if we don't do those things, if we don't have the relative less intensity, we're, we're not going to be around to do the fun stuff because we'll be injured. Mm -hmm. and, and so if we're not doing those non-fun things, what could potentially happen or not, I guess you don't even have to go with that, what could we be limiting ourselves from, um, from not doing those things? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, if you've got a power lifter who doesn't stretch and all they do is, is lift really big weights, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's the guy that you see stereotypical trying to walk through the door, his arms are out to the side because he doesn't have the mobility, he can't. Uh, scratch his back because it's limited flexibility or he, he can't uh, bend down tie his shoes because he's so tight you know that you know that that's a an extreme case right mm -hmm. but well, if you I don't mean, work on your mobility it's not going to be a strength it's not going to be one of those things that you are really mobile if you don't work on your flexibility you know if you've got asymmetries throughout the season you know because you're always you know breathing to the right side so you develop an, an asymmetry or you've got a, a right leg that's sore if you've got a right leg that's sore, you have an asymmetry. Mm -hmm. uh, you're using both of them to run. They should be symmetrically sore. They should be symmetrically pain-free. Mm -hmm. But when you got one side doing something different than the other side, 
you're going to get aches and pains. So working on, on those things, working on that soft piece of mobility, of flexibility, uh, of backing off the intensity, it's only going to help you for the, for the upcoming season. Awesome. The first people I think of when I think about this is, like, is your um, – uh, NFL players and like your offensive linemen, you know, they say that they're probably some of the most athletic guys on the field, even though they don't really look like it. Um, and I've just seen them, you know, warming up and whatnot and stretching and doing, uh, I'll see them doing uh, mobility and flexibility online and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I can't do some of that stuff. Right. And they're 300 plus pounds, you know, doing, being more flexible than me who, or someone else that may look more athletic or in that nature, um, be uh, incredibly flexible at the yeah. highest level. So, yeah, yeah man. When you go when you go to a pro sport game and you see these guys stretching, if you get there early enough, they'll be either be on the field stretching. You go to an NBA game an hour, an hour and a half before. You got the guys on the floor being stretched, uh, doing certain things, and, and you'll be amazed by how flexible they are. Yeah. So the question I would you know that I've asked for years, or not really asked, I've I've posed to former students and staff and so forth is, are they flexible because they're in the league, mm-hmm. okay? Or are in the, le- in the league because they're flexible, right? Right. So did they work on their flexibility so they didn't get hurt to be able to use, use that talent to get there? Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of those guys um, have that balance. And they'll, many of them hire somebody that that's all their job is to make sure that they are flexible and mobile because it's that important to them. Yeah, which is, I mean, just shows you how imperative it is to your performance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they do it at the highest level. Yeah. doesn't mean that we shouldn't just because we're not in those yeah. Um, leagues. Yeah, and, and with that too, I mean, like during the season, you know, a lot of people will get massages before an event, uh, and they'll, you know, that'll be their mobility. That'll be their flexibility. Before they've, they've done all this training and then, you know, four days before the event, they want to go get this deep tissue massage. And I got my massage. I'm, I'm race ready now. Um, and I would encourage that person. You need more than that. I mean, uh, sure, get that at that point to get yourself ready. But maybe you need something more routine. Maybe it's every week, every couple of weeks, once a month. You know, and in your postseason, this is a great time to catch up on those things. You know, do you have some, uh, some trigger points going on? Or do you have some adhesions going on? Do you have some mobility issues that a massage therapist or uh, somebody can help you with. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's part of what you do. Uh, yeah, you know, I do. You know, individuals can come in and, and, and have you stretch them. We've got oh, all I kinds of... <laughs> that's what I do. Well, you do that as well as an individual, but that's also a service that you help with uh, people uh, stretch and work on some mobility stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they can contact you and, and, and set up some sessions with that as well. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't going to mention that. That was my goal to mention that, but... We, I do do that here for people. Yeah. And I'm only saying this because my favorite part is running the gun on people. <laughs> and the reason why is because I love the gun. The, I'm talking about the um, Theragun or Hypervolt gun for those, um, for those of you listening. Yeah, it's not but, a real gun. Right, right. So I, I run the gun on people after we stretch, after I stretch them out. And that's my favorite part because I know how good it feels. Um, so I hope you feel that same enjoyment because I go get it done where I go to for recovery and I would I tell them I would stay there for an hour just to have that gun ran on me the whole time Um, so if anyone wants to try that out feel free to come in and have that rain on you and get stretched out and whatnot okay so let's go to I want to go into active recovery 
mm-hmm. I guess, yep. and see what your thoughts are on that. Do you believe in active recovery? Is that a thing or no? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a during the season we can use some active recovery. Post season we can certainly use some active recovery. To me, active recovery is staying moving. Right when you get done, um, I, I, in Florida, early November, I uh, did my second full Ironman. Uh, it was about five week period between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, got done with that event, and the the temptation uh, after that was, ah, let's not do anything for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. So th- that was the temptation. Mm-hmm. The the body, yeah, after about three days, started to get a little stiffer. It started to not move as well. It started to ache a little bit and so active recovery could be anything from uh, you mentioned earlier going for a walk it yeah. could be uh, light activity some stretching mobility it could be getting in a pool it could be doing some jogging in the water it could be getting the theragun run on you it all kinds of different things to do there but keeping that body moving and not going from one level of intensity to zero is having the that theragun run on you active recovery would you well is that it, it, it will at least uh, I mean, this is you got to walk. Question. You got to walk to go get there, and it's going to move your muscles around. Yeah. It's not. I don't think it's uh, strictly defined. Okay, well, defined as that like, I was, I'm legitimately asking. Like, yeah. I, I didn't know if it was or not. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put that into to active recovery. Would be something that, that the person would do mm-hmm. uh, actively. I got you. Okay. What are your, your favorite forms of active recovery? Walking. 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 Spinning on a bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Light, easy. Um, doing the same things. I mean, I enjoy all the things that I do you know, for racing and training. Yeah, it's just doing them at a, a much lesser duration, yeah. a much lesser intensity. Okay, awesome. <coughs> yeah, you know, I've honestly been considering doing those uh, like aqua aerobic classes <laughs> because they're in there and they look like they have a good time sometimes. It, those can be so, fun. I've done a few of those. Yeah, yeah you can. Have you really? Yeah. With. <coughs> There's Absolutely. That. And you're in the water, you're moving around. I mean, you, you um, get to move your body differently. The water, you know, with everybody churning in there, you know, you've mm-hmm. got to work on balance. If you do, you can make it harder or simple, you know, by, no. by the different tools that you're using. Do you wear those uh, water shoes? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you're serious when you start wearing right, those. Right, right. <laughs> That's awesome. But it, it's, it, again, it's something that, you know, sometimes you get stereotypical where, you know, that's what the old people do. <laughs> right. Well, it, it's also what people do to, uh, what, that's less impact. That's mm-hmm. why they're doing it. Uh, do you need something less impact? Go try it. Go have fun. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, th- that, those, those can be fun. Whenever I would do something like that, like when I went to my first yoga class, I took my friends with me. I wanted my friends to go just so that, because I thought, you know, yoga was for old people, too. Uh, this was when I was in, like, middle school. Oh, boy. School. Oh, boy. Yeah, so that's where I, I took my friends with me. But that's actually kind of a mistake, though, because then they make you laugh. And, you know, everyone's in there trying to be serious in yoga classes. And if you take your buddies, they, <laughs> they'll make you laugh and whatnot. Just because it's just funny seeing people not, your friends not be flexible. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I can't control that sometimes. Yeah. So... But hey, for you, you might be able to take a friend. Um, all right, let's go to nutrition. Um, I have this one down. How does nutrition play a role in recovery? Yeah. Uh, uh, depending on where your body's at, you, you need the right substances to help it recover, right? And so this mm-hmm. is a great time to, uh, again, get the nutrition in that you need. If during the season you were struggling uh, with your nutrition and you, know, you got through stuff and you're all nicked up, 
maybe there is a nutrition component. Uh, maybe there is something that you need to look on that side. With less activity, if you're eating the same amount, right? If you're eating the same amount that you were doing during the training, now you have less intensity, you need less calories, and you keep that nutrition count high, you're gonna add a few pounds. Yeah. Maybe you need to. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to. Maybe maybe you've depleted yourself and, and you've gotten, quote, too skinny. Yeah. Right? Or if you lost too much muscle or you've lost something. So you need to keep those calorie counts high. Okay. Most of us most of us, that's not the case. Right. We, we've gotten used to eating a certain amount, we've dropped our activity, and yet we keep eating that certain amount. And so we've got to be careful on that front. Mm -hmm. And so when, when I don't have proper nutrition, even, even when I am training, what am I doing to my muscles or what are my muscles missing out on? Yeah. You're starving, depending on what you're doing. Right? And this, this is a rehab component, this is a training component, this is a... Um, recovery component. Mm -hmm. If your body's not getting the nutrients that it needs at the quantity that it needs, and sometimes in the timing that it needs, you're, you're starving it for what it needs uh, to heal, to recover, to perform. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you've got concerns on that side, or if our listeners right now, as I'm talking about this, your, your head is going, well, I might, but I don't think I do. You do. There, there's something in there that you, you innately know that it's not quite right, but you don't know what to do. It's not that bad yet. Those are things that I would tell you to uh, get some professional advice. Let, let's mm -hmm. talk about those pieces. Let's, um, let's get some clarity on that when there isn't the pressure to perform the off season. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think so, if I'm not eating, uh, actually I'm gonna ask you this as a question. If I'm not eating properly or getting my body the proper nutrients it needs do i get sore faster or and do i stay sore longer uh, I, I, is that a thing yes maybe mm -hmm. uh, yes maybe so like um if you don't have enough sodium mm -hmm. if you don't have enough water if you don't have enough calories your body's not going to perform um, as well as it could it's not mm -hmm. going to be optimal so if you're training at a disadvantage or in a deficit you're going to have more damage, if you will, to the cells. Mm -hmm. More damage to the muscle in the cells is going to be more soreness. Okay. If you're then not getting the nutrients that, sh that you need to recover from that, you're going to stay sore longer. Okay. And, and, and so, and you might have just answered this, but, and do I get sore faster? Um, well, maybe. Okay. I, mean, I, I mean, if you're going into it depleted, if you're going into it already sore, you're going, mm -hmm. it's going to happen. Okay. Sure. And I'm, at, I'm really asking for strength class members because I've had a conversation with a few people about this. I and mean, the people will get sore, you know, almost a couple hours after leaving strength class. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here like, maybe I didn't work that hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, uh, but I'll say, like, I'm not sore at all. Like, I know I will be yeah. tomorrow probably. Well, well, some of that happens with it's, it's relative intensity, right? I mean, mm -hmm. so uh, I can have five people doing the exact same workout lifting the same weight, same reps, same depth, same um, effort, and we'll have five different responses because they're at different fitness levels. Right. And so it becomes an individualized um, focus on what their tr intensity truly is. So mm -hmm. uh, you might be lifting more weight than somebody, but right. relative to what you're doing, it's not as intense as what they're doing, lifting a lighter weight relative to their fitness and, right. and where their body's at. I got you. 
Cool. So it's so in that it's just like everything else. It's tough to compare apples to apples when looking at two different athletes. Yeah. And that's that's where we get into a mistake. We've talked about this in a, a couple of previous podcasts yeah. about uh, that's a trap to get into where we're that comparison put piece. Oh yeah, for sure. And it, it can happen in the recovery side as well. Yeah, absolutely. So and so didn't recover as fast as I did. So so and so feels bad, uh, or I feel. Um, more encouraged because I recovered faster when I really don't need to be as encouraged in my recovery because I'm comparing myself to somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. So trying to keep those things focused on the, on the individual. Yeah, no, I mean, for sure, you definitely don't recover as fast as, or as slow as someone else, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, how can, so for kids, I guess this will kind of go into it, how can parents determine recovery for their kids mm-hmm. because I know, I mean, usually younger people recover faster, typically. They do. Um, how can a parent try to help their kid with that? Well, I think there's some cues there, right? I mean, so some of it is you know your individual. You know you know your kids. Mm-hmm. And some of them um, haven't learned what toughness is yet. They're working hard, but they don't know how to work harder yet. Mm-hmm. It's a relative thing. And so some parents are like, well, you just need to work harder, and there's a lot of pushing that goes on. When that variable changes, right? So if somebody is, is normally um, has a certain reaction to a certain practice or a certain intensity, if it changes, it becomes more magnified, that person's feeling different, right? So, mm-hmm. so you're trying to, to read into that. We don't know what they're feeling. Right? If I tell you that my knee hurts, you really don't know what I'm telling you. You use your own experience to think that you know what my pain feels like. And so somebody tells us that that was hard, we don't really know to what intensity that level that was. We use our own experience of what hard is and think that they're doing the same thing. And so it's, it's making sure that you know, you're looking at that individual, what's uh, typical for them what the response is and when that changes right mm-hmm. so if they're uh, 10 push-ups and like, man that was really hard and now a little while later several workouts later they did 10 push-ups and they're, and they're using more magnified words that was really hard that was terrible that was and it, it, it's kind of off kilter they need some help in that recovery knowing that they're getting into that into that space Okay. Um, and we talked last time, and we'll talk about the youth especially, it's talking to them. It's, it's getting them to understand um, how to communicate that piece. Yeah. And as an adult trying to hear some of those words, you know, we've got more experience to, to better communicate it. They don't know, they don't have the same experience we do to know what words to use or right. they don't have the same experience to know what hard work is. Mm-hmm. Um, relative to what we've done it's not that they're not working hard it's not that they don't work hard that's not it's not what i'm saying but it's a we've got to be careful when we use our experiences to try to uh, interpret what somebody else is telling us they're feeling mm-hmm. no yeah that's that's difficult for sure just because like you said kids don't necessarily know how to um, communicate that as well as we do so it's hard for coming from a coach's perspective it's hard for me to determine what's going on with that. Yeah. So. And, and so, like, you know, you, your, your question was more direct of how can a parent, how can an adult help mm-hmm. the recovery with the youth? And I think the biggest thing is, is listening to them. Mm-hmm. And, and many times we get um, 
impatient or we have the expectation, well, I could do that, so it can't be that bad, so why can't you do that? Well, they're not doing, it's, it's the relative thing that we talked about, right? Yeah. And so if we'll take a moment to make sure we're looking at it through that lens, that's the biggest thing we can do to help. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and I think, me, I look at it as that I think a lot of them work harder than me. <laughs> I don't think I work as hard as some of them for sure. They do it, and they do a lot in my opinion. So, okay, cool. What, uh, what are your favorite types of um, recovery methods or treatments? Um, so like for me, uh, for me I, I hit cryotherapy, I go to a sauna, um, hit my, my Norman Tech boots, which mm-hmm. are some of my favorite things. What are some of your favorite methods? Yeah, those are all great. I mean, and, uh, my, my favorite is just getting my brain to relax, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'm doing a lot of thinking about training. I'm, I'm focused on individuals' uh, training plans and their goals and, and you know, different rehabs and helping somebody uh, recover from whatever it is. My recovery tends to be uh, more mental, more emotional, of just uh, taking a breath okay. of uh, reading a book. Uh, I really mm-hmm. liked, when I was a teenager, uh, they couldn't get me to read a book yeah. uh, at all. And now I, I love reading. It's one of those things, it's, it's my escape. Um, when I, when I do that, then it forces it, I, I'm sitting, mm-hmm. I'm resting. I, I tend to try to multitask. I'm trying to do some sort of stretch while I'm doing that. Um, yeah, many of us can, you know, we don't have time to really carve out uh, all the time that we need to do recovery, to do flexibility and mobility. So you can find ways to multitask it throughout the, the day. Mm-hmm. If I'm reading, I can sit in the chair and I, right now I've got my legs crossed, so I'm doing a little hip extension, external rotation on, on pieces. So I can multitask on, on what that's like. If, it, if my hamstrings were super tight, I could be sitting here and have my legs stuck out, you know, leaning forward and be stretching my hamstring as we're, as we're doing this podcast. So I can multitask during that time of uh, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Good. And then when you're, this is just, a curious question when you are reading are you reading to learn or for entertainment or both? Uh, de- depends uh, mm-hmm. I, I like to read for entertainment that's a, that's my escape mm-hmm. um, obviously do a lot of reading too about learning and, and what's new out there and how can we can incorporate all kinds of things into people's training and so forth but the my recovery my escape is, is for fun okay well cool I was just wondering I was mm-hmm. just curious is there a faster way to recover by chance um, uh, we're always searching for that, right? No. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that there's a, a good answer to say I'm going to recover faster if I do X. Um, some people will say that, uh, and each of us have things that uh, help us recover. Mm-hmm. If you haven't found those, we need to talk about those things and, and figure out what that th- is for you. Uh, but I think it's a personalized thing. Okay. I was just for, for me, you know, like I said earlier, my physical recovery is not nearly as challenging for me is just being able to turn the brain off at different times and make sure that um, we're getting a balanced recovery mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's huge as you say that it just um, triggered what me thinking about what I do and that's where I try to tell people all the time like I'm I'm very intense when I work out and then when I work um, but outside of that I'm pretty like in my own world and relaxed as far as 
I guess what's going on up here and I think I think that really helps a lot with my recovery because I try to tell people that you know when I'm not doing this stuff I try to be in a recovery state which I think helps me I don't know um, if it does or doesn't but aside from that that's where I tell people always ask me you know what are you doing do you have plans today blah 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 I'm like no I'm just chilling (laughs) and so I, I do think that helps a lot so yeah I like what you said there so um, that's it for me, that what I have. Um, do you want to go over anything that you have going on? No, uh, not, nothing in particular um, uh, other than, you know, make sure you're uh, paying attention to what your physical fatigue is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you need to recover there? Is it an injury or does it just need some relative rest? Um, uh, emotional and mental fatigue, uh, do you have that? Um, uh, what can you do to bring that joy back? Those are all, all great things. It's a great time to get back to basics. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this week we have had uh, a number of athletes that we've talked about their their goals and, and to start the season to, to start the the training. Um, I always have them working on their aerobic base. You know, whether it's a veteran or a rookie coming in through, we're going to get that aerobic base. Um, several of them, uh, some of my veterans, were like, I didn't really uh, follow closely what what I had asked them to do in their aerobic building phase mm-hmm. and uh, we tried but it was really hard to keep my heart rate that low and, and so I just kind of and they fudge their way around and and I saw those numbers happening right but uh, they're talking about right now they're ready they're finally ready to to build that space so it's a great time to look at you know in your training did you do everything you could can you get your mind your expectations uh, uh, ready for the upcoming season to work yeah. on those things What's your technique like? Is this a, a time now where you need to get in the water and focus on technique? Maybe you don't do all three sports if we're talking triathlon. Mm-hmm. Maybe you focus on, on your weak link and, and you just get in the water a few times and, and it's just a technique thing. You're not really focused on swimming as much as maybe some drills. Um, maybe you've got that healing that you need to do, so uh, you might need to avoid things or working on getting activation done or seeing somebody coming in and uh, having an assessment of, uh, are your muscles firing in the right sequence? Yeah. Are they actually firing? Um, maybe it's you just need to get away from the three sports and you find something else to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get some snow here, um, most likely not too distant, not too distant future. It's December, yeah. um, so we're we're going to get some snow at some point. So maybe you want to uh, get some cross country skis on, or maybe you want to travel and, and and get some other things to happen, or just find something else that you can. Uh, work on your fitness with that's just a different uh, activity yeah that'd be dangerous if you ever see me in skis <laughs> tell me take them off me so yeah. Yeah, be <laughs> safe yeah. Yeah, everybody needs to be safe doing those things that's not that's not going to be active recovery for me that's for sure you <laughs> that's know it's an accident waiting to happen yeah absolutely it's water any type of skis if you see me at the um, skating rink uh, yeah, <laughs> get me out of there because that's not going to happen either. So, yeah, I'm not good at that kind of stuff. And, and the other time, the other thing that you know, happens, it can happen or should happen during this time, in my opinion, is, you know, if you've um, let some relationships lapse, right? And so mm-hmm. some of your friends you've not been able to spend as much time with some of the, the friends who don't do what you do. Yeah. Reconnect. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it's family. Maybe it's uh, visiting someone you know, yeah. that you haven't seen in a while. Um, Go have some fun. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, um, 
co-sign on that because I that's what I definitely try to do especially like I said just because when I'm into when I'm about into my races and I focus so heavily on that that it's like telling so many people no to so many different things and it's like now's now's the time in my off season when I try to um, reconnect like you said with those uh, people and have fun yeah now for you we're not going to talk about recovery for another week well no we yeah, I, yeah, I still yeah, you got it you got a race coming up here in Florida right. and uh, Pat, Pat Clayball's got a, a race coming up mm-hmm. as well he's traveling from Idaho to go down to Florida for that um, yeah and then you guys get to, uh, to work on all this recovery stuff mm-hmm. I already have a plan for after the race in terms of what I'm going to eat not uh, <laughs> not in terms of re- recovery necessarily but I do have some something, specifics on some food yeah something to look forward to right that's yep. your goal for getting to that finish line yeah absolutely cool all right well that's all I had on recovery okay and that kind of stuff um ready for the fun go ahead yeah as I was gonna say if, if it, people have uh, specific questions about recovery or things that they're going through right now don't hesitate you know give us a call uh, leave a comment do whatever you need to do yeah absolutely um cool let's go into the fun questions then so what is the best book you've ever read your best or favorite book Whew, i got a bunch of those um mm-hmm. it used to be john grisham uh read anything by john grisham and then it was uh mm-hmm. um uh last name's flynn he wrote has a character mitch rap um loved uh loved all those got introduced to it's Vince Flynn. Vince is no longer with us, uh, but his sister is an athletic trainer that I met at one of our conferences and got introduced to his series of books. And um, then from from that, got into uh, similar style CIA uh, okay. uh, fictional characters. Gotcha. You know, from Jack Noble to all kinds of things. So yeah. that's that's my genre. Okay. I was going to say, I have no idea who any of the people are <laughs> that you dispatch it, so I hope someone does. <laughs> well, if they don't, go look them up. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, what's your favorite movie of all time? Oh. Um, well, Top Gun flew into my head, but mm-hmm. um, that's just one that uh, I like the aircraft going real okay. fast and I like the sound effects. and Yeah. So any of, any of those. Have you seen the newest one? Maverick, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you have it? Good. Did you like it? Went to the theater to see it, absolutely. Nice. I, haven't, I still haven't seen it, which I probably should be ashamed about. But You should be. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I still have it. I need to, though. Okay. Uh, what is one pet peeve of yours? Uh, that was tough, too, because I've got a few. Um, probably my biggest pet peeve is when people say they're going to do something and they don't. Uh, okay. I would rather somebody tell me uh, I don't want to do that or yeah. I can't do that at that timeline as opposed to give the answer that they think is palatable at that moment mm-hmm. and not, not be able to follow through. Yeah. I like when people uh, say what they are able to do. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Like it. Um, one of mine too. I didn't know if you were going to say like traffic or something. So. <laughs> well, well there's, I, I have had a moment of road rage and had to slap the steering wheel a couple mm, times, but no, no that's too. not, that's, that's just me. That's one of mine. Um, okay, what is your favorite part of your daily routine? I like this question. Uh, my favorite part? Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, so many. Um, is it it's, eating it, something? Or? No, it's, it's uh, my favorite part is... Uh, probably coming home at the end of the day and, and saying hello to Heather and seeing how her day's gone and 
you know, seeing what the boys are doing and yeah. you know, hearing how that's all gone. I got you. Awesome. Well, good. I like that. Um, and this is really a good segue for my next one because I always tell people my favorite part of my day when we're in season is coaching is usually mm -hmm. when it's at like 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. when I get there and I'm able to coach all the kids and whatnot. Um, so I'm going to go into our shout-out segment now. And so I have a couple shout-outs. Mine is my youth class that we've had. Uh, they've, they've been phenomenal. Like, we had a very rough first day. Of the, and, I, and I was telling them this yesterday. I told them I was going to do this. And I said, you know, day one was tough. Day one, I thought... I thought we were going to be able to hold a 30-second plank, you know, and we nope. were not. <laughs> we were not able to do that. And they're good athletes. Right, yeah. I mean, they're great athletes. They are super fast. You know, I, I tell them, like, I can't, I can't beat some of them in these races that they do. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know. And, and they're they, 12 years old. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so I'm like, you guys are incredible. So, yeah, shout out to my youth class. They have been phenomenal. They've made some pretty great strides. And. That's my now my favorite part of my day as yeah. we're in the off season. You know, and you've done a good job with that group. It's grown quite a bit. They they are doing a, a lot more um, functional stability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and we all know that the more stable they are, the better performance, less likely they are to get hurt. And it's incredible how many times somebody thinks that they can hold a plank longer than they can. Right. Mm -hmm. um, some great athletes, adults and kids. Uh, you know, they, they have some great performances, and so they assume that they got muscles working. We put them on the floor and put them in this position, and they're, you know, 15, 20 seconds into it, and they're mm -hmm. shaking, and they're right. um, talking about, why is it so hard? Right. And, mm -hmm. You know, their performance is so high in spite of what's going on. Right, right. So, you know, this class, they've worked really hard. You've done a great job with them. Yeah, thank you. No, they, they put in the work, so I love that. Um, shout out to the 6 p.m. youth class. So next, I want to shout out is to all the moms out there during this holiday season. Um, and dads, too, because dad, dads work hard, obviously. But moms, I don't think they get enough credit for all the household stuff that they do. You know, they have to clean the house during the holiday season, cook during the holiday season, mm -hmm. organize family events during the holiday season, drive, gather all the presents, wrap all the presents. Dude wrapping presents is the worst time of my life and i i'm terrible at it just throwing that out there so yeah shout out to all the moms holding it down <laughs> i'll agree with you right there yeah. but now let's call out some dads yeah i was you gonna know, say dads do it too yeah, so. well no let's call out some dads oh, so okay. if that's going on where mom has to do all that stuff on her own mm -hmm. you know why aren't we doing more to to help them in those situations yeah you know it's not a you know one of the one of the things that uh, Heather and I have talked about quite a bit, it's not a women's job, it's not a men's job, whether it's lawn stuff or dishes stuff, that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And so let's, uh, let, let's call out some people on that sort of thing. For Come sure. on, dads. Well, yeah. Let's I do mean, some like, more. I would, I would probably, if it were me, I'd probably negotiate. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, like, I would much rather do the dishes or laundry as opposed to wrap presents. I'll 100% let you wrap presents and I'll do dishes and laundry. I'll do both. I think every family needs to, to, to do what's best for them, obviously, right? Yeah. But um, if it's uh, uh, just like my right leg and my left leg need to do the same things because it's called running, mm -hmm. you know, th those partners need to be uh, carrying the weight and, and doing yeah, other things. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, dads, let's yeah. go. And kids, be appreciative of your moms and your parents that do all this stuff because I'm doing my Christmas shopping now 
And even though I don't have kids, I tell everyone I have like 50 kids because of all the coaching that I do. And it's not easy. So I can't imagine what the moms do with all the people they know. So for sure, um, kids, be nice to your parents and take care of your parents too. All right, shout outs from you. You have any shout outs? Uh, nothing in particular. Uh, you and Pat, I mean, you guys have got this race coming up uh, this next weekend, and you, know, you guys are going to do great. You're pre- you are prepared. You're in that taper phase where um, taper is the toughest thing to, to get right. It's the easiest mm-hmm. thing to screw up, and um, I'm excited for you guys to wrap up your season. Yeah, absolutely. Last one of the year, and I think everyone's done. <laughs> so we'll, we'll have fun. We'll have fun down there yep. and flow right up. All right, cool. So that's it, everyone. Um, that's episode six now that we're on first one of December. And uh, newsletters out, just so everyone knows. Um, it should be, or you should have it in your inbox. If you don't have it in your inbox, check your spam folder. Uh, make sure it's not in there in your spam or in your junk. It should be from PXP. And if it is there, click on it and mess around with it and view the newsletter because I, I really do like this newsletter. I um, was waiting. I knew it was coming out obviously this morning, and so once I looked at it on my phone, I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought um, we had good feedback from the last one, so I was able to put in, you know, um, parts in there from people's feedback from the classes and whatnot. So really enjoy that. I think it really enhanced the newsletter. Um, so check that out. Make sure you look at your inbox. Make sure you look at your spam. should be from PXP Endurance. So. And if you didn't get the newsletter, you can go to, go to our website, pxpendurance.com, mm-hmm. and there's a place there for you to sign up for the newsletter. Yes, I saw that, and I like it this time, because this time it lets, if you, if you are already signed up for the newsletter, it lets you take that away. <laughs> Last time it wouldn't let me take it away. So if, you, if you've experienced that with the website, it's better now. So go check out the website and sign up there with the newsletter. And it does work because I checked it this morning with someone who was having that issue, and it works. So And then thank you to everyone who's left a review on the podcast so far. Um, we're up to six or seven reviews on Apple, and then the rest of them I can't look at still, but it is what it is. Uh, continue to leave your reviews, um, leave your rankings. We're at five star. We're at a five star rating so far. Yeah, let's keep um, that streak alive. Yeah, um, that would be awesome. Leave your comments. Leave your um, leave your comments on any of the posts, any Instagram posts, Facebook posts. Um, leave your comments on YouTube and on all the podcast platforms. Yeah. So thank you all for that. For those that have left a rating. And, uh, and we have a sale still. Um, so PXP over at the apparel section over there, uh, we are still having our sale. So come in and get your 35% off t-shirts, pullovers and sweatshirts. And then you get 15% off triathlon and cycling clothing. I know I need to re-up on mine because my um, shorts are getting thinner and whatnot, so <laughs> I definitely need. <laughs> they, Does that they mean are. you're eating too many sandwiches? You're stretching yeah. a lot too much, or are they just getting too much use? Um, I don't know. It might be both. It might be both. <laughs> I, I know I did. So I told my youth class last night. I've been eating a salad every day. Um, you want to know why? Because Zach Efron said you need to have at least one salad every day. 
So, well, if Zach said it, we got to do it. Right, exactly. So come in and you'll be able to, um, you might lose some weight if you start eating salads every day. And so you'll need new clothes. What better than to rock PXP? Um, and the stuff's comfortable. Like I said, I swim in my triathlon shorts. Mm-hmm. I think those are the best swim shorts to swim yeah. in, in my yeah. opinion. So They make you faster. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> so come in and get that stuff. We have and we have socks, hats, all kinds of stuff. So check it out. Um, newsletters out. Bingo. Um, bingo is starting this month. Um, it will start on the fifth, which is this upcoming Monday. So come in, get your bingo boards, check those out, and let's have fun. Let's win some prizes. There will be prizes available. There will be a grand prize if you fill out the entire bingo bingo board. Um, and then we're going to have them displayed here at the gym as well so you can see what other people are doing. Um, compete, talk trash to everyone, do what you want to do <laughs> nicely, be nice. Um, so come in and have fun with bingo for December. And then lastly, sponsorships. Um, sponsorships, if you want to sponsor the podcast, feel free to do that. And on our newsletter, you might see Jennifer Richter on there. Richter. Who is that? I don't know. Check out the newsletter. Um, there might be a post coming out tomorrow about it. So that's it, everyone. Like, sh- like, share, and subscribe. Once again, you can find the podcast on Apple, Spotify. Uh, watch it on YouTube, and uh, we'll get it to you on Instagram and Facebook. Paul, what you got to leave the listeners and viewers with? Hey, we're thankful for you guys. Um, hope that you're getting something out of this. If there's something that we didn't answer or was unclear for you, you know, let us know in the comments and so forth. We're here to help. Awesome. First one of December. So that's it. Have a fun day, everyone. See you guys. And done.